0: Welcome to the Hooked on Fantasy podcast with your host Luke Sawhook
1: and Hutchison Brown. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Hooked on Fantasy. I'm your host, Luke. Uh, I'm your host, Hutchison Brown. I almost said myself. I'm Hutch here. This is Luke on the over here, and. We've got a special guest tonight. We've got a special guest. We haven't had a guest in a while. Welcome on, Josh. I think he's laughing at the fact that I had to intro myself in the show. And uh, I, I just like it's weird. the identity theft, what? like right it's out of the awesome. gate. Like it's I'm a running bit it. we have.
2: Right. I had the intro because this was originally a oh, solo show, oh, yeah. and then Hutch came on board, and um, it, it was he started introducing himself, and we kind of just kept it. Um, it's a good it's just, little it's
1: running gag. This is a bit. It's just become a bit now. But yeah, every time I introduce myself, the the announcer doesn't like me enough. <laughs> He'll get there someday. I'll get there someday. How's it going, Josh? How are we doing tonight, man? It's going.
0: It's been a busy night. This is podcast number two mm-hmm. tonight, so I'm feeling. It. Yeah, hey. my, hey, my, my I own I got, got intended every Wednesday on uh, Club Fantasy FFL. So yeah, same
1: here. No, I solid. just got back from I just got back from youth group and and work. I have a half done painting and half a pizza on my desk right now because uh, I was struggling to get on here. Please, okay. Please so show both. So please. It was like a painting and pizza night, night at youth group. So I did this i did Ooh, okay. this i don't know i'm painting a bunch of lines They, i like i was kind of those thinking of like
2: straight for those who are just listening on audio yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a big like grid of lines that are like we got some like blue do you guys remember the climb with the
1: chance of meatballs that machine he yeah. made with all those yeah. lines on it that's kind of what i was looking for here with those lines like going around like that and I'm, I'm, I'm dating like,
0: myself i remember when that book came out so <laughs>
1: the book Yeah, it was a book Oh shoot! I didn't know there was a book. <laughs> oh, I didn't know there was a book either. I thought it was a <laughs> movie, bro. When did the book come oh, out? Oh man! And here's the pizza. Here's the pizza. Taffy. That's a giant pepperoni. Yeah, it is, is there a giant pepperoni. One giant pepperoni on there. Is that it? There, there's two, but I ate one of them already. Oh, so okay. wait, All right. We're, we're, so there were two
2: pepperonis. Big. Now there's one. Yes, it's we're big.
1: working on the other one. We're working on the other all right, one. Right. Great. Anyways, well,
2: anyways, Josh, why don't you do just a little bit of an intro here? Tell the people what you're all about, what you're working on, where you hop into things.
0: Yeah. So I uh, co founded uh, Club Fantasy FFL. You can find us on the socials at Club Fantasy FFL, the URL clubfantasyffl.com. Uh, we also co founded Women of Fantasy Football, and you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube at Women of underscore FF. Um, you know, a lot of great stuff. We uh, just had a team uh, for WAF over at the Super Bowl. We've got a team now at the NFL Combine. And crossing fingers we'll have a team going to the NFL draft
1: in uh Detroit this year so hey
2: it'll be a lot of fun
1: can't wait yeah I love it. they've been growing really I love fast love
2: um dude what
1: fantasy like easy. truly like I've been able I mean I would I've been ever since I got in this industry I've been friends with club fantasy like they were my first podcast before i even started my own I joined on their show remember that Josh Ryan mm-hmm. texted me and invited me like a day after I sent out my first tweet yeah. three years ago and they had me on their I first show out. so I've been, been club a great friendship
0: ever since but oh yeah
1: man oh yeah and I've been friends with Club Fancy ever since I've been able to watch women festival grow. And truly, it's I don't think I tell you guys enough. It's been amazing watching that site just and that that really organization it. develop. It's truly awesome. Truly, Thank truly you. awesome. I love it. Absolutely. There's much praise, guys. Much praise.
2: Yes, sir. All right. All, right. All right. Well, we have the short episodes around here, as everybody knows. So mm-hmm. let's just jump right into it. We have three people today. So it's uh, I was gonna say triple the takes, but that's not true. It is
1: <laughs> one and, and a half, 50% more and a half. takes
2: than usual um so we we gotta go a little quicker today but we're doing a little fantasy free agency running back preview there's a lot of big names Mm or some former fantasy football top end studs getting a little older we have some younger guys in here as well starting off we have king henry uh derrick henry is a free agent and i don't think he's coming back um i mean he he gave that little speech at the end of his last game thank you i think he's gone for sure uh, it's Ty J. Spears yeah. season. That's the topic for another show. Derek Henry, uh, let's start with our, our honorable guest here, Mr. Joshua Hudson. Um, where's King Henry going?
0: I haven't gone to Baltimore. Um, uh, when you look at agree. the history of the Ravens, uh, they 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 love to pluck – aging veterans from the Titans and squeeze another like two to three years out of them. I mean, you can go back to like Steve McNair and Derek Mason. Yeah. There's two guys that really stood out. Um, Derek may or uh, Derek Mason, Derek Henry really kind of fits the bill. I think Um, really what the Ravens want to do, right. They want to run the football just because they want to take some pressure off of Lamar. Um, They really, they opened up the offense a lot this year. I mean, Lamar had what? 3,600 passing yards. I believe. Uh, which was yeah. yeah, it was high. around
1: that number, yeah.
0: And um I mean his 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 rushing yards while high, you know, I think he topped over 800 on the season, definitely wasn't like peak Lamar when we've seen him at, you know, over a no. 1000, right? But if you're able to centralize what Lamar does and let Lamar beat you through the air and then just use his legs sporadically and have a running back that you can lean on that to me is where the Ravens need to focus this offseason. And Derek Henry still has something in the tank. And the Ravens mm-hmm. typically have a pretty good offensive line. And I mean, really, when you stop and think about it, their running game of late has been Lamar. It hasn't really been effective running backs. Like Dobbins keeps no. getting hurt. You know, Gus Edwards has been good, but he's never truly been like a feature back, although he did score 13 touchdowns this year. Kudos. Yeah, to he got on the ends in a lot. But.
1: He was the Jamal. Uh, I think
0: that, well, again, like if he's able to score 13 touchdowns, how many touchdowns do you think Derrick Henry is going to score? 18. Oh yeah, at least you
1: know, right? Yeah, Derrick Henry is. I mean, it's just the perfect fit. Derrick Henry is made to be on a team that's leading a lot and running the ball a lot in the third and fourth quarter because that's what he does. We like to talk about Derrick Henry as somebody who wears the defense down the first half and the second half. I mean, goodbye. He's just going to eat your defense alive. You look, you look at his third quarter, fourth quarter stats, the yards per carry, the efficiency are always at a top compared to the first half. And that's what the Ravens want to do, man. They want to play with a lead and they want to run the football. And right. they're going to be able to do that with Lamar and Derrick Henry. So I like this pick. Derrick Henry, the Ravens make a lot of sense. I think Josh Jacobs as well. Another you know, free agent, of the Ravens, that would make a lot of sense as well. Another you know, workhorse. We're, back not, there yet. She's the We're next. not there yet. I'm sorry. I'm previewing too early, but they need, they a workhorse back to the Baltimore Ravens would just be perfect. Like they, yep. they are made for, and we know
0: game. they're not going to throw to running back. So no, they don't. Like, Derrick Henry don't fine. need to worry and about he, you know
1: having. Yeah, we a we don't to worry back. about that at all. Yeah, not we, at all. Yeah, about it.
0: yeah Derrick and, and with Derek it Henry. to me, it just it, everything just lines up so perfectly for that. Yeah, moment. it does. It's
1: just perfect. Like
0: Lamar yeah. can beat him through the air early. Derrick Henry caps it off late, and we know how effective he is even late in season. And that's the thing I think with Derrick Henry being well, in Tennessee. He's had to carry the ball literally close to 30 times a game, right? If you drop that down to like 18 to 20, even
2: those numbers can go he's up. He's going to be so age. much
0: fresher in December and January when they need right. him the
2: most. Right. Yep. Yeah. I mean, I love the, I love the picks for Baltimore. I'm going to give a different take just for the sake of diversity here. I would love to see him in Houston. Um, my boy, Damian Pierce, that's just disappointed great. me, man. That's so sad. I was a big Damian Pierce fan. I thought he was going to have a good year. Uh really didn't, unfortunately. I think they're gonna look to add a splash piece to that backfield um to keep leveling up this already really promising, you know, young core there in Houston with Nico and Tank and Stroud. Um, I think a veteran like Derrick Henry could really help um add a little certain, you know, Genesei to this team and help give them a certain push to the top there. Get them in the playoffs and make some noise. Um, I mean they already made the playoffs this past year, but you know what I mean? I think they could add a add another piece that can really help them like like Josh said in January and February. So I think I would love to see Derrick Henry in Houston. Uh person. I think I think that would be another nice landing spot for him. Uh bouncing back here to somebody Hutch mentioned a second ago, Josh Jacobs. I'm going to start this time I'm going to say he goes to Baltimore. Um I think that he makes a lot of sense for Baltimore. Um again, you know, um he's a veteran, he's not that old, so he's still relatively young. Um he's been very productive in Vegas for his entire career thus far. I think he'd be a great fit for Baltimore. Has a little bit more longevity left than Henry, in my opinion, and um, I would love to see him land with the Ravens. Uh, Josh, where do you think he's going to head?
0: He's staying in Vegas. Uh, You think so? When you bring, yeah, when you bring in, when you bring back Antonio Pierce, you know, take off the interim tag. This is a guy that's a former player. He values the leaders in the locker room, right? Those leaders in the locker room. It's Max Crosby. It's Devontae Adams. It's Josh Jacobs. Now, I think a lot of people are going to point to the down season that Jacobs had as reason why they shouldn't sign him to a long-term deal. Of all the running backs that are hitting free agency, him and DeAndre Swift are the youngest. So if there's any running backs that you can justifiably say, yes, I can see them signing a multi-year deal, it's Josh Jacobs. The way that the Raiders want to play football, it's defense and it's run the football. They want that old-school Raiders attitude that's what Antonio Pierce brings to the table that is personified with Josh Jacobs he won't have to worry about a slow offseason because he's doesn't have a contract and is still sitting on a franchise tag that he hasn't signed if they get a deal done early he can go through the preparations and let's not overstate the fact that he went into last season with over 400 touches or close to 400 touches the year before she that Gary does close. that that wears on you over over time oh yeah and without no, the level of off-season preparation and other things to focus on not to mention the shitty offensive situation that the raiders were in with the first half of the season anyway with josh mcdaniels there
1: and the vibe That's of prime so for a
0: what's
1: up yeah I just said the vibe of that team in the first half, before it's you know, awful. Pierce took over, was just so awful. You like no one was getting along. Adams was Adams was heated every single game. It was just bad. It was just so disastrous. But I agree. I think Jacobs does resign in Vegas. I mean, I think they. I think for all the reasons you said, Joshua, they're going to want to bring him back. And I think it just makes sense for fantasy too. Like you know, Luke, you mentioned the Ravens. Uh, but I would prefer him to be in the Raiders because when the Ravens, you know, they don't pass to the running back. And over the last two years, Jacobs has seen over the last three years, uh, sorry, Jacobs has seen 64, 64 and 54 targets. Like it's been a big part of his game. And if he moves right. on to a place like Baltimore, they're not going to give him the ball 64 times through the well, air. I think
2: on the, the flip side, though, happen. you can get those rushing touchdowns,
1: but you get more rushing touchdowns. But I think on the Raiders, he Raiders, he's still gonna get plenty of volume and be a receiving back. And that's going to be plenty for us we're gonna we're gonna want him on the rest. i
0: will say that i think the one thing that could impede josh jacobs coming back is ultimately what the raiders decide to do at quarterback if they stick with yeah. Aiden jacobs has to come back has to because you can afford to pay a running back when you're mm-hmm. not quarterback right yeah. but if you yeah, yeah. turn quarterback route because they're going to open up at like 26 million just by releasing uh jimmy garoppolo which we know is a foregone conclusion at this point but they don't have another viable option outside of Aiden O'Connell. So if yeah. they maybe go after like a Russell Wilson, try to enter in. The oh,
1: goodness league gracious, league, that
0: contract. Then you're probably not bringing Josh Jacobs back at that point. But if you're saying, look, we're going to go in with O'Connell. Maybe the draft breaks our way and J.J. McCarthy or Bo Nix falls and they they end up with a rookie. Josh Jacobs makes way too much sense at that point.
1: Yeah, and yeah. all the dump offs you get with a like a rookie quarterback that's still questioning what he's doing in the yeah. NFL, like all the dump offs Jacobs will get. Oh my goodness, he can see a he's, see a career high in targets. I wouldn't be surprised with that at all with a rookie QB. No, not at all.
2: Uh, I agree. I think if he stays in Vegas, there definitely could be exciting for his fantasy value with some more dump offs. Um, we have some Eagles fans in the building, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, DeAndre, what are we predicting here, lads? Uh, Hutch, you go first.
1: Uh, you know, what? I'm gonna throw out a spicy one. I'm gonna throw out something that might shock some people and might upset a lot of people. Actually. Okay. Why won't the Los Angeles Rams go for DeAndre Swift? I think this might yeah, be. Really the words. What's that? Williams. That's why
2: <laughs> Josh, I, no, I, I, I have don't, been very I don't vocal on the sell Kyron train. I, think I have well. bring I enough touches Kyron. to where his volume is going to go down and he's not going to be this top five fantasy back next season. I think he's gonna be good. I just don't know if we're going to get, you know, top five dynasty running back value here long-term. I think it makes sense. I think they're going to bring in some competition for sure, one way or another. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I, I agree. I think they're going to bring in somebody. And I think DeAndre Swift could be a name there because looking at what he did in Philly, while it was really solid, it was quite inconsistent. The volume wasn't always there. He was quite inconsistent when you look at his yards. Here, when you look at his numbers, he wasn't almost the mo- always the most efficient running back. So it's not like he's going to go out there and demand a huge contract. There's also other free agent running backs out there. So I think he's going to have to take a smaller contract. I think the Rams are definitely going to look at this free agent class because I get it. Kyron Williams had a fantastic season, but we got to remember this guy wasn't a rookie. He was a second year player who did nothing in his first year. Mm -hmm. Nothing at all. Nothing. And the Rams had terrible running backs that year and they did not try to use him at all. He just did literally nothing. And then his second year, they had no choice. They had to use him and he ended up playing pretty well. But now we're looking at a situation where he he's a very late round pick. There's no investment in him. I just don't see a world where they're not adding competition. They can't leave their backfield the way it is because after Kyron got injured, they were picking up guys off the waiver wire. They're picking up Daryl Henderson, Sony Michelle, and they were picking up all these guys who they had to like. They literally pick up Daryl Henderson, and when Kyron Williams came back, they cut Daryl Henderson. That's how mm-hmm. bad it was. They like they just like they were scrambling then, at the yeah, running yeah, back position. Sure. They need the depth, and I think they're going to add a big piece. And I think DeAndre Swift might be a piece where they can get for a reasonable price and on a one, maybe only two-year deal. And I think DeAndre Swift to the Rams might actually be really, really intriguing for them. Josh, what do you got? I think he stays in
0: Philly. Um, That's also fair.
1: Yeah, last season, yeah, last off-season, yeah.
0: Last off-season uh, Roseman and the Eagles were willing to pay Miles Sanders, like they saw the value there. Right? Mm-hmm. He obviously just ended up getting a better deal with Carolina, which is why he left. DeAndre Swift's a Philly kid. Now you're bringing in a new offensive coordinator in Kellen Moore who has zero issue throwing to the running back position, right? Right. And we talk all the time about yeah. how like, the, the targets in 2022 for the running back position just weren't there. Miles Sanders had, I think, 27 or 29 targets. Last year, they, they at bad. least attempted passes to the running back, right? DeAndre yeah. Swift had, I believe, 49 Better. targets. Yeah. So it went up, sure. Kellen Moore is typically between 15 and 18% target share to the running back position. He also tends to throw the ball about 600 times. DeAndre Swift is going to be in line for 70 targets next year. So why would DeAndre Swift not look at this situation now and say, okay, this is me returning home. Mm -hmm. And like I said before, him and Josh Jacobs are two of the youngest free agent running backs. They are primed to get at least a three-year deal, even if it's right. only five or six million. They should be able to command eighteen to twenty million in a total contract, right? I Which, totally again, agree. With I know everything it's pennies you're when it comes to every other position, but it's still so much better than. I mean that that I think puts them in the top five in annual average annual value. Like I shit you not. Know. Right. Like that's how. Um, yeah, that's
2: I agree with everything, everything you're, you're saying. I think. I think he actually stays in Philly as well. Um, I totally I see that I, world, man. I, I agree with you. all your talking points here. Yeah. I think it makes sense for him to stay. Um, I don't think the free agency landscape right now is too kind to running backs changing teams, especially. Um, I think it makes a lot of sense for him to stay. He had a pretty good year overall in Philly. I'll throw but this the out, is-
0: only because my co-host Joe Zola brought this up. And again, we talk about the age. How about DeAndre Swift to the Ravens? Uh, I don't oh, yeah. know. a young piece in that offense. Like, problem- again, I feel like it's a very similar situation. You're going, you're putting a young running back in a situation that is good at catching passes that won't have an opportunity to catch. passes. Yeah.
1: That's the only problem. It just doesn't really make sense for him to go there because of the lack of catching passes. Mm-hmm. But, uh, what was I going to say? Luke, to your comment about the free agent running back market being so dry lately, it, I think it, I think it might be a little bit better this year actually. Cause one, the free agent running back class is good. And two, the draft class at running back. Sucks. It's not as strong. Like, yeah, it is well, not. Franchise tags it.
0: aren't being thrown out on this class either, like they were last no. year. No, they're
1: not. No, they're not. The no, franchise tags are not being thrown around. Like, like literally, like the entire list we're going through, like, there were reports been... <laughs> saying yeah, right. they on a second
2: franchise tag.
1: Yeah, they were all. That's why they're
2: like, all right, this is too expensive. And Let's they've all here. denied and... franchise tags.
1: Like, all the teams have pretty much denied franchise tags to yep. the players. So they are the guy. Yeah, because they all had like, down on.
0: years from 2022.
1: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just. I, I think there's. I think they're going to be nicer in the free agent market because the draft class is just so bad. So I think it's going to be better than it was like last year, or the year before. Yeah. I think it's going to be a little bit. All better. right. Thank you. All, All right. So well,
2: moving on to our next guy here. Um, this is going to be my spiciest take of the day. I think uh, okay. Austin Eckler. As much as he's a great dude, I think he. Were, I think we're looking at another Leonard Fournette situation. I'm not going to lie. In terms of Ooh, no. a player that takes way longer than we expect to sign with the team. Had a really good year. I mean, think about it. He had a really good year with Tampa. He had some good years in Tampa Bay before he became a free agent. Eckler did not have a good year last year. He is old. You know, for a running back, he's up there in age. He's been super inefficient. L.A., who I thought was his long-term home, is basically saying bye-bye. Um, I don't think he's going to find a situation he's happy with. And I think he's going to wait a long time to signing. Maybe not to the extreme of Fournette, um, but I think it's going to be a hot second before we see him settle with a team. And I don't know if it's gonna be in a situation we love. I feel like top tier Austin Eckler for fantasy days are long gone. Um that, that's that's yeah, my two cents. I don't even have a prediction right now. I think it's gonna be messy and I think it's gonna be a really long drawn out signing process. That's that's my take on Eckler.
1: Yeah, I would I would I don't think Eckler is gonna to return to the Chargers. I think the Chargers are Definitely looking for not. a whole new running back. Because looking at the who they hire, they hire Jim Parbog and their offensive coordinator, um Oh, shoot. He's just for the, he was on the Ravens a minute ago. Then he got moved. What was it? I Greg, I Greg Roman. Greg Roman. Sorry. His name is totally blank from a Graham, Greg Roman. These are two guys that want to run the football like crazy. And Austin Eckler is just not the answer. And the backs behind him are not the answer. They're going to make a splash at running back this offseason. season. It's going to be Henry or Jacobs or Swift or Saquon, whoever it's going to be. They're going to make a splash or maybe even the draft If they find somebody they like they're going to make a splash because they want to run the football. Like no other, they just want to run the mm-hmm. football so much, and that means Austin Eckler is just not the guy. He's just not the guy for that. And he, at his age, at the price he's probably going to want, he's just not the man. They're going to have to move on from him. I could see him going somewhere where he gets some touches, and especially in the passing game, and making you know a, an impact for an NFL team. But I, I agree with you, Luke. His top tier fantasies are long gone. He also look- just looked washed last year. He really did. Like even yeah. on his big runs, he looked washed. Like, I remember running against the Packers. Do you guys remember this? It was a video that went viral. From oh, yes, Twitter. I do. It was against the Packers. He's running down the sideline. Dude looked like he was carrying, like, 100-pound dumbbells on his shoulders <laughs> and just running. It looked so bad. I don't know if you are talk- know what I'm talking about, Josh. But it's, I recently saw it again. It just, dude. He Might be old. So I'm not bad. senile, Hutch. I, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 good, good. I mean, it was one specific, very specific clip. But it was, it was just like, oh, my goodness, he looks real bad today. But right. yeah, I, I don't, I think it's fantasy tier. To so,
2: so Josh, what do you got for us? Are you are, are you with us or you think there's oh, no, I, I definitely way?
1: think that you're probably
0: looking at a bit of a delay. Like, I don't think he's going to be, yep.
2: I mean, honestly, I don't
0: think really any of these guys are going to be like, you know, first three days of free agency sign. Like I can see Swift running back just I isn't think he's
1: falling pretty early. I don't know. I guess. Yeah. I see some of these guys. Falling yeah. Early. I could,
0: I think he's probably the only one simply because of age. Uh, I could also potentially see Saquon, but we'll get to him in a second. Um, also with the
1: draft class, like if the, some teams know, if they don't get a running back here, they're stuck with the draft class. And that's tough. And that's draft class That's also true.
0: Um, but again, it's just the nature of the position, right? Like it's not a yeah. premium position. Teams are going to line up for whatever edge rushers tackles that might be available. Th- this is like overpay for mediocre play season. That's exactly what free agency is in the first three days. Right. And so you're going to see guys like, Jonah Williams get overpaid for being an average player. You're going to see, you know, some of these defensive ends that are, that are hitting free agency that really aren't as good, but they just teams are desperate for pass rushers because it's a premium position. So with Austin Eckler, to me, there's two teams that make sense. The one that I talked about on our show last week, when we did our running back preview is Dallas for two reasons. One,
2: I feel so name gross. me a
0: superstar oh, name that God. Jerry Jones has not fallen in love with.
2: Right? I mean, I hear you. No, I'm, I'm going to say the it, argument first. The star, star name. on the
0: helmet attracts stars. Austin Eckler, for, regardless of yep. how poor his season was, star he's name, still man. a big name. He's a well-known player. And by all accounts, he's a good person. Right? I don't think the Dallas he's, fan
2: base wants him. Dallas Dallas fan base doesn't know
0: what they want because Seriously? even when they want them, those those opinions are wrong. Let's be real here. So... We're going to the Super Bowl. (laughs) Yeah, right. I don't think they're not going to re-sign Tony Pollard to a one-year deal that is less than the franchise tag, and they're certainly not going to sign him to a multi-year deal that is less average annual value than the franchise tag. I just don't see that happening. So I think Tony Pollard's as good as gone. When this team was effective running the football, it was because they had a tandem. They had somebody that could handle the in-between the tackles work. They had somebody that could handle some of that, like, uh, you know, high yards per carry, pass catching role. I think to me, like if I'm building the, the Dallas Cowboys and especially looking at their salary cap, which they're almost 13 million over the cap. Dak Prescott has Jerry Jones by the balls. The dude's gonna get 60 million a year in his his contract extension. Oh, they have so to pay CeeDee Lamb. Mike Parsons is up for an time. extension. I understand the cap doesn't exist, quote-unquote, but it still exists, right? I know. They have to figure stuff (laughs) out. They can't afford to go out and pay big money for a running back. So I think they end up going the value route, and that's where I think Austin Eckler can come into play here. And I I think they end up pairing him with someone like potentially a return of Zeke, who looked pretty solid towards the end of the year filling in with Ramondre, because we know Zeke never really wanted to leave. It was just all about the money at that point. But I think Zach Moss could be on their radar, too, as sort of like uh, in between the tackles, like early down guy, Dillon, Austin Eckler comes in I and plays that you know, sort, of, sort of secondary role. The other destination that I think could make a lot of sense is Denver. And the reason being is because Austin Eckler's best years were okay. with Joe Lombardi, who is now Sean Payton's offensive coordinator in Denver. In Division II. It's in the yep. division, which we see these guys change teams in division all the time. All the time. Uh, Samaj P. Ryan can be released to save three million. Only counts one and a half million at dead cap. That creates some room there. Yes, we saw some Jaleel McLaughlin get some run. I, I don't know what their feelings truly are on Javante Williams, but Austin Eckler has shown he can score touchdowns. Right. He basically played the Alvin Kamara role in Joe Lombardi's offense while with the Chargers. Right. If they try to replicate any semblance of that in Denver with whomever they decide to put a quarterback, Austin Eckler would make a lot of sense there.
2: Mm-hmm. Hey, And, I, I hear and it again, again, it kind
0: of goes hand in hand with pairing him with a bigger back. Javante Williams is a bigger back.
2: Right. I think it makes a lot of sense. I, I don't mind that take at all. Not, not a single bit. Not a yeah. single bit. Um, Even Dallas Cowboys, talking about Tony Pollard, Pollard. Where is he going? I, I don't I don't think he stays in Dallas. I no, actually no, really no, like Josh's take about a Zeke reunion in Dallas. I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I think that's, that's, that's a topic for another time. Where does Tony go? Hutch, let's start with you.
1: Man, Tony Pollard is a really intriguing one. I think he – wow, man. I'm trying to think because it's really, really difficult to think because – he was so ineffective after getting the workhorse role that people wanted to see for him this past year. He was so much better in a tandem. Like Josh was saying, it's just so much better for him when he's in a tandem. So what I'm, I'm thinking about, it, I think maybe if you if you get him on the Chargers, I think you could get some work there. I mean, maybe they would have to bring in some other depth piece to help him out. I mean, they have Spiller back there. They have uh, Kelly back there, and they could make that work. Kelly's free agent, I think- What's that?
0: Kelly's free agent kelly oh kelly's a free
1: agent too oh yeah i totally forgot their number one running
0: back, back as of right back. now right. is isaiah spiller
1: fun that's that's gross. great <laughs> but yeah it's gross but uh i i think the char- the chargers are the first one that's come to my mind but honestly like i'm kind of drawing a blank with pollard because he's such an interesting running back what you want my take what you think yeah go for it go for i everything. think this
2: man is going to be wearing a purple helmet i think he's going to be a Minnesota Viking.
1: Oh, Thank that's you. Such a good one. Gonna that's
2: have a good a nice one. volume there. I think it's a sneaky
1: completely team. blanked on the People Vikings. Really that's a good pick. When it comes pick. to the running
2: back market, they have oh, yeah. cap room. They need a RB one badly. That's a great I think Pollard's pick, a man. perfect fit there. I think so you can pick. have Alexander Madison return to his uh, his RB two days, and that's a fine little one-two punch right there from Minnesota. I think Pollard will look great in a purple helmet alongside. Yeah, hundred percent. That yeah. is a
1: correct pick. Yeah, Pollard is going to be Minnesota Viking. That is that is a great. Selection. I like to fit a lot. There. Love that. that. was my pick too. Yeah, and, that, and I got man. some weird looks. I, completely blank last week in the when I said that. So. no, you know, I, love it. Are, I think it makes a lot of well, sense. Yeah, I, I am not. I'm going to switch from the Chargers to the Vikings. So I completely blank the Vikings. That's a great selection. <laughs> I, I think <laughs> no, Ty Chandler to okay, me is we're, better we're used, used Love that. I think
0: Chandler is just better used as a kick returner and in in a very limited kind of role. So I think if you bring in someone like Pollard, Madison's on the last year of his deal, they can sort of form this like three headed committee in a way Mm -hmm. that I think covers literally every single base that a team would need at the running back
2: position. It'd be a really nice running back room. I would love that signing from Minnesota. All right. Uh,
1: Moving on to our last guy
2: here. I feel great about this fit too. I'm not gonna lie. I'm, I'm gonna start it off because I'm excited about it.
1: Saquon. Um,
2: I wonder if we'll be as excited about the Minnesota pick. It's another NFC North team. I think that he's gonna be a Chicago Bear. Um, mm. I want to see Saquon. There were these rumors
1: last year. We saw these rumors last lie. year too.
2: There, were, there. Were, you know, they had this weird committee thing in Chicago this past year. Didn't really work out. They had some injuries. They were they overall were fine running the football. I think Saquon Barkley, Caleb Williams. DJ Moore out there week one is exciting little trio and I am here for it. I think it's a really, really nice piece to add into this offense to make it pretty juicy um, at the skill positions. I I like it a lot. They have a lot of cap room. Josh thoughts. I
0: mean, I guess it makes sense, but I I think he's a return to New York. They need need a wide receiver more than it, but I, I will say this. If the plan is to move off of Justin Fields, Go with Caleb Williams. I think bringing in an established running back probably makes yeah, a it lot help. more sense. It, it because you running. don't have a quarterback that's going to basically create running lanes for you the way that Justin Fields would. Because you have to respect Justin Fields. Well,
1: Caleb is a runner. pretty good athlete. He's not Justin Fields, but he's a pretty uh, good There's athlete. a difference between being a good
0: athlete and being an elite rushing quarterback.
1: Yeah, Fields is right. that.
0: Caleb is not.
1: But okay. I would... I'm going to say Saquon returned. I mean, I think it was I think it he returns to New York, honestly. I just think he's too, like, I think the fans love him too much. I feel like it would be such a bad PR move for the Giants and not re-sign Saquon Barkley. And he's just so needed on that team. He's so necessary to that team. I think they re-signed him. I, I think they re-signed him. This, this is
0: what I'm going to throw out, not just to counterpunch your argument, Hutch, but also to kind of set up my choice here. <laughs> if, if paying Saquon Barkley over $10 million last year netted the Giants the sixth overall pick why would you decide you know what let's that run it really, back and get one. that wasn't really
1: the pick. reason that was not the reason no <laughs> Daniel Jones sucked it was terrible the take one was not the problem on the Giants I get what you're well, saying he wasn't the paying solution is not always smart that's
0: the thing if you're paying premium dollars to somebody they need to be part of the solution he wasn't any look,
1: of that Say say I think I think Saquon with a better offense around him will be part of the solution for the Giants. Who else would a- they have? Justifying
0: a long a long term contract with who else
2: helps you build. <laughs> they don't a have anybody. Team. No, <laughs> like they don't have
1: anybody. Who like who <laughs> I don't they know So funny, just who else do they have <laughs> they though? They don't have anybody. Like seriously though, like when you look at the offense, like who else do they have at running back? They can't like like. Are they just gonna sign another big name running back and just sign them to a big contract? Are they gonna draft somebody? Heck no, because it's draft by cap space. You can't just draft them plug them That's
0: in. it. If you're saying that they have nobody and they're in the middle of the of the NFL in cap space, how can you say, oh, we don't have anybody? But you know what? Let's pay not a at run running
1: back. back. No, not at running back. They don't have anybody at running back.
0: They don't have anybody else on the rest of their team
1: either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting back and just enjoying this. No, but like, but, but okay, but what's your, but cause they can't, they can't go into a season with their current backfield without Saquon Barkley in it. That's just I, look, not possible. They can't do that.
0: They, they, they decided, look, we made a surprise playoff run. We have to run it back. We have to make sure that this is real or a fluke, right? Well, last year proved it's a fluke. They need to hit <laughs> the reset button. You right, can't, I agree. you can't say, you know, we're going to hit the reset button, but we're still going to pay a running back 10 plus million. You can't do it. It I'm literally sorry. just that feels is, like a, a it's how coaches and
2: GMs get fired. It feels like a move to sell jerseys. If but remember, jersey. it's New York exactly. Giants. that's, it. The fans it's New York that's Giant. it. That's it.
0: But you made the choice that you decided that Daniel Jones was your future, right? You're stuck with Daniel Jones for 2024, at least because yeah. that contract is an albatross for this year. So but bad. Really the bad. only time that you can ever justify paying a running back, is if you have an elite quarterback making pennies, who is a team that looked really freaking good last year with a quarterback making pennies.
2: C.J. Stroud, Brock Purdy, the
0: Houston Jackson.
2: Texans.
1: Yes, that's a great okay. yeah, I thought, a one variation team, of it Kyle two, Shanahan's
0: offense. That. Everybody yep. has talked about how versatile Saquon Barkley is, and he proved it. He had a, one of the best rookie seasons, uh, really, any running back He's has such ever a stud, had. Man. Right, over two thousand yards. He really is. Christian McCaffrey last year in a in a Kyle Shanahan system, over two thousand total yards. When you decide, look, the Texans have over sixty million in cap space. They signed, they rebuilt their offensive line last year, and when right. healthy, that offensive line is really good. What mm-hmm. does Saquon Barkley never had? A good, good offensive, offensive line. line. <laughs> Put this man yeah. behind a good offensive line. Watch out.
2: And he's also never had a good Dude,
1: quarterback either. Josh. I, I love this. If, exactly. if he were to leave, the other boxes. If you were to leave, if you were to leave New York, this would be the spot too for me. It would be, it would be Houston. This is the spot. I mean, it would be, it, it, it would be perfect for his fantasy value. Make so much. It. it does make so much sense. I just personally, when I look at the Giants and look at them as a team, I just. And look at the fan base and the way they've talk, like, talked about Saquon Barkley. I just find it really hard for them to let him go. I think it is a dumb move it for it, football it too. It has to be like a business said. decision. But I, it has to be. It would. Yep. It would be a business decision letting him go. But I think him staying would be the heart of the Giants and the heart of the Giants fan base, which is I right. think they're going to take that.
0: Saquon wants to win. But, let's be real here. That yeah, no, I think yeah. He's got, he's got that man
1: deserves a, a ring. That man deserves a ring.
0: Absolutely. Well, he, he deserves yeah. a chance at a ring at, at minimum. Yes, absolutely. All right, fellas,
1: before
2: we but wrap here, um, any no. any sleeper names we want to throw out here in this free agency class with the bold take? Any landing spots? I don't have any at the moment, but I know Josh, you're digging deep in the well over there, throwing out some Zeke predictions and whatnot. Hutch, if you have any mm. in your back pocket, now's the time to let it rip.
1: I would keep an eye on Antonio Gibson. Uh, I mean, he has two top 12 season PB. under his belt in PPR. What's that?
2: I said I love Gibby. Always will.
1: Yeah, I mean, Gibson, you know, he's had a couple of great seasons for fantasy. We know he can pass catch. We know he's explosive. If he goes to a situation that, you know, seems to be, there seems to be a lot of volume available. I think he's somebody you should at least consider and look at, see where he goes in free agency. I think he's quite interesting.
2: Mm -hmm. Josh, what do you got here?
1: A
0: couple names. I I think Antonio Gibson would be perfect for the Patriots as a good compliment to remind you. Stevenson, probably not great for fantasy, but. I no, think a a, like if you lean in and, and just let Ramondre be a full-time like workhorse, he can be that. Yeah. And Antonio Gibson has proven that if something were to happen, he could carry a load, too. Um, but also yeah. Devin Singletary, he put together a pretty fine season yeah. in Houston. That's I think, good, I think he's somebody that could very easily yeah. secure at least a two-year deal. That is somebody that I think the Giants should go after because you're not going to have to pay him much. And he has familiarity in to. Brian Dable's system. Yeah. Speaking the of uh, cheap running free backs, like,
2: we were talking about Dallas earlier. How they could go for a value back. I think Singletary could land in Dallas too. I like that. I like that fit there as well.
1: Yeah, That's I could very the well Singletary, be. A, yeah. Team. I mean, it... people forget how good he was in Buffalo. Like he was actually really serviceable back in Buffalo. He was, he was amazing. good. In he, was in he was and he was great. Yeah, he was great in Houston in the past. Like great in Houston this past year. Yeah, yeah. he's someone I aim to look out for a lot. I, I totally agree with
2: that. Absolutely. Well, Josh, thank you so much for joining us, man. You're uh, our yeah. first guest here in a hot minute um hutch thank you as always you're an absolute stud thank you everyone for listening and for watching we have a few viewers watching live right now if you want to if you're watching the replay of this uh comment cheese pizza on this video i don't know i'll give you a special (laughs) shout out or something i'll give you two dollars i'll demo you two dollars i'll bribe my viewers um maybe you'll listen to the end next time i don't know or maybe we'll just fast forward to the end but anyways uh if you're listening to this on audio thank you so much for tuning in we'll be back next week in another episode we'll be talking wide receiver free agency preview which should be fun oh yeah this this running back class is low the wide receivers have some fun ones as well but we'll be back next week um yeah keep getting hooked on fantasy out there everybody okay love you so much bye-bye